shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. Ishem Prekelikazifelikazadias, and Prekelikavataziha, E Prekelish Safalios. Father, we thank you. Lord, we give you praise. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Um, praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord had uh, laid in my heart that uh, I guess in the next week or so to prepare our hearts for convention um, that will be defining things concerning the word of righteousness um, giving definitions just as a preparation uh, pulling pillars in place concerning the word of righteousness uh, I don't know it's just, I don't know the, lead, the, the thing is strong the leading uh, so that our hearts can be knitted together for convention uh, what God is bringing you know the, the theme of the convention is what the excellent way of love uh, so before the little time we have now, between now and then, I'm actually probably going to spend, we're going to spend it more on faith, on word of righteousness, defining things for people there, uh, revisiting some of those foundations so that the foundation can be as sure as possible. I don't know. <laughs> it's going to be a quick walk, but the foundation can be as sure as possible to be able to receive the things pertaining to love. And I'm sure even during the convention, there will still be those those double-edged sword of teachings. Uh, but I think uh, uh, God wants to bring some definitions. This is actually our seventh year as a, as a walk. And it's just this year, just now that definition is coming, that things are becoming clear. That's how the things in the Spirit are done. Amen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see. Let's see Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews chapter 5. I'll start from verse 1. I'm going to spend some time. and be spending some time in Hebrews chapter 5. And First John chapter one. Over the next uh, one, two, three sessions that we have, uh, just to uh, help our hearts in red in in lieu or in preparation for believers' convention this year and beyond. Amen. It says uh, from verse one I read. It says, "For every high priest taken from among men is ordained for for men in things pertaining to God, that he may offer both gifts and sac- sacrifices for sins." Semicolon verse two. Who who can have compassion on the ignorant, right, and on them that are out of the way, for that he himself is compassed with infirmity. <laughs> wow, for that he himself also is compassed. With infirmity, right, and by reason hereof, he ought as for the people, so also for himself to offer for sins. And no man taketh this honor unto himself, but he that is called of God, as was Aaron. So, speaking of a high priest, as was Aaron. So, verse 5 So also Christ glorified not himself to be made an high priest, but he that said unto him, Thou art my son, today. Have I begotten thee? So you see that thing. So oh, it was already Christ, right? But his next elevation was high priest. Uh huh. 
So his next elevation was high priest. So he was so in his essence, you can say Christ is a priest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this one is the original priest, spiritual man. The original spiritual priest. And then the Son of God high is high priest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Son of God is high priest. And to become son of God, you don't glorify yourself. Mm-hmm. Right? It says, For no man taketh this honor except upon himself. So there's no labor you can do for the realm of high priest or God dimension. Am I communicating? But what you can labor for is the realm of Christ. Amen. Amen. Right? You say, Blessed are they that hunger and test for righteousness, they shall, be sh- they shall be filled. And that righteousness is the gospel of Christ revealed from faith to faith. So it means that where we labor is Christ. Where we don't labor, per se, is in God's dimension. Because God's realm is the no man take care of this honor upon himself. They visit you. It's a merciful visitation. Yes. I will, choose, I, will, I will show mercy to whom I will show mercy. Compassion to whom I will show. So, per se, you can know God though, but you can't really learn him like you can learn Christ. It's not something that... So, uh, for an organization, for a ministry... To do God's will, really, is not really to teach God. It's really to teach Christ and let God show mercy. <laughs> Am I communicating? Let God show the mercy of showing himself to his people. Even through as administrations are going on, whatever. But the major, the major, that's why I say definition, is also a major uh, or definition of what, why, Ministry, why the ministry, why ministry of EGFM, why ministry of life meetings, why this ministry? We are talking about they call it word of righteousness. On the EGFMs, they saw that this is a ministry of the word of righteousness, amen. Another word for it is word of life uh, or doctrine of Christ. Those are all terminologies for the same message. So that's the major, yes, is the major. Is the, the major focus of the work uh, we are doing. It says, uh, uh, verse 4 again, And no man taketh this honor unto himself, but he that is called of God, as was Aaron. So also Christ glorified not himself to be made an high priest, but he that said unto him, Thou art my son, today have I begotten thee. That's a messy operation, today. So I am the one who begot thee. You get in Christ, we are learning Christ, so we are learning and acquiring. But in God, in Son of God, begot today. One in today, it's a day uh, you are begotten. It's a day of visitation, it's a day of mercy. Amen. Verse 6 it says, As he said also in another place, Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Now, verse 7 is when he was Christ. <laughs> That's it. He was Christ in the days of his flesh. When they called him, they said, Today have I begotten thee. It was after resurrection. It was that day after resurrection. They said, Today have I. That's why it's not in why he was alive. They didn't, make, they didn't mention that reference, why he was alive. It was after he had died and resurrected. They began to make the reference of, Today, thou art my son. Today have I begotten thee. But, but most times he was alive. They called him Jesus Christ. He was Christ. It's Christ. Christ, Christ, Christ. So, in verse 7, he was Christ. Amen. In verse 7, he was Christ. He was a man, Jesus, who had Christ. Yes. And he didn't have Christ because God laid hands on him. He learnt it from his father. He was taught by his father. 
who in the days of his flesh, when he was 12, when he was 2, when he was 6, when he was 7, when he was 15, when he was 18, 19, 25, 27, all up to 30. Even while he was still, even now he has started ministry, he was still learning every day from his father. He was still acquiring Christ. He was still acquiring Christ, Christ, until Peter said, Thou art the Christ. That's <laughs> so, Until that day. It was until that time that he, he has come to the full measure of Christ. Amen. He says, Who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears. So Christ still, <laughs> this is what Christ does. Strong crying and tears. Yes. Amen. So Christ prays that God will save him from death because God is the one who is eternal life. Christ is life. But the fact that eternal life means you cannot die anymore. Life means you have strength against death. You can resist death. That's life. That's Christ. You can endure death. You can say no to sin. You can say no to death. That's Christ. Amen. But you still have the potential. You still have the potential to turn. So Christ knew in the days of his flesh <laughs> that he still had this potential. Now, in the spirit, there are different grades of sonship. Now, so as Christ, you're already a son. They call it son of the living God. They are, uh, you are still a son. They are a grade of son. In, in, even Jesus is also a kind of son. They call him son of man. Uh, he's also a servant of God. A son of God. They are, they are just talking about the different... Uh, services in different levels of sonship but the last one is called son of God the son of God is God that one that one is different praise the name of the Lord amen he says that who in the days of his flesh when he had offered up prayers and supplications with stone crimes and tears unto him that was able to save him from death so Christ could potentially still die not so why in the days of his flesh it was Jesus Christ uh, they already called him Christ. He has been fully Christ. So, but he's still crying because he still had the potential to die. Uh, verse 8 Though he were a son, yet he lent he obedience by the things which he suffered. Meaning, though he were a son, but he wasn't yet the full, that last grade of sonship. He wasn't yet the full son that is begotten, that is God. Amen. Uh, glory to God. Um, he lent him obedience by the things which he suffered. Semicolon. And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation. Yeah, yeah. You see, until he became, oh God. Until he became that begotten son of God. He couldn't author salvation. eternal salvation. He can author salvation in a form of salvation. You know how we say, I'm born again, I'm saved. You are called a form of salvation. Or we are learning Christ, we are being saved. You are called a form. But eternal salvation is that last one. Is that last one who is able to save us to what? To the uttermost. That salvation of the uttermost is eternal, eternal salvation. He says, He became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey Him. Unto all them that obey him, called of God and high priest after the order of Melchizedek. There's eleven of whom we have many things. So Paul now had to slow down because he was going far. He was teaching them even unto the high priest. He was now he was about to now break he could have broken into strong meat teaching. But then he, he paused in verse eleven. 
<laughs> because what was happening to them? He says, Of whom we have many things to say, and how to be uttered, seeing ye are dull of hearing. You are dull of hearing. So then, before he knew it, he now realized that. So what was happening here was that Paul was trying to stretch them into God teaching. But he now realized that, no, this, <laughs> they are um, overstretching them because they are becoming dull of hearing. So he now, he now, he now realizes where they need to be more exercised in a, in a dimension, in their dimension called Christ. Amen. And that's what he now began to talk about. Yeah, so now, after he described this, he now says, Of whom we have many things to say, and had to be uttered, seeing ye are dull of hearing. What happened then was now that uh, uh, Paul now went into the definitions of ministry. Yes. He now went into the definitions of ministry. Milk, meat, and strong meat. The true definitions of ministry. Now, not even all ministries are doing milk. Yes. You know when Paul was saying that the time will come where every man's work will be tested with fire. And he was the one who is not stable with him with one. Uh, so not even all ministries are doing milk. They are maybe doing a form of milk, but it's not pure milk. It's not sincere. It's not sincere. See, as, little, as a newborn babe desire the sincere milk of the world, that you may grow thereby. So uh, these, what, what they are teaching here, what Paul began to see, began to realize that he had to come into was what? Was um, definitions, definitions of ministry. Definitions of ministry. Uh, so milk, meat, and strong meat. Right? So, family, like we said, Hebrews chapter 5, Paul was, was teaching strong meat. Yeah. He now had to pause in verse 11. Because strong meat was too strong for the people, for the Hebrew church. It was almost like he was getting, he was vexing. <laughs> you see the way, the, the way it was writing, it was almost like he was vexing. But it's because God was trying to use him to stretch, on, to stretch out a point. To show what what ministry is amen like i said tonight we're I'm going we're going to as we're preparing for convention we're going to be uh, breaking down the we're going to be breaking down definitions uh definitions of the major of this ministry of this work amen uh praise the name of the lord because i i i sense in my spirit that in weeks the convention i'm going uh, uh, forward uh, God is going to be trying to introduce new souls into this kind of waters. And uh, we will be more prepared than we were before. In terms of giving definition to what we are doing. Amen. Giving definition to the major. Am I communicating? The major of what we are doing. We also teach milk. We also teach strong meat. But the major of what we do is meat. Amen. And you will see it here in what Paul began to discuss about. And it will be so clear. In what Paul began to discuss about that why meat, why meat is the major. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Why meat is the major. So, verse 11. Of whom we have many things to say. So, which, who, who, are they, who does he have many things to say about? Who was he talking about here? It wasn't just Christ. It was, it was talking about high priests. 
He was, he was trying to preach the high priestly ministry of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Meaning, as the begotten Son of God. Not so, from verse 5. You know how someone is, when you are preaching, you, want to, you are preaching progressively. So he was, he was touching about things pertaining to the begotten Son of God. Things pertaining to the high priest. Amen. And then he had to pause. He had to pause. What caused him to pause? He saw that the people he was writing to, the, he was he, he, not Paul was such a spiritual man. It was almost like in his writings, it was almost like he was preaching, and he could almost envision the people. In the, he, was, he could almost envision the congregation. I don't know if I'm coming it as he was writing to. You can see it in Romans chapter sixteen when he's greeting all those people, all those people in the church of Romans. It's like it was almost it's like this kind of meeting. He was almost there, seeing them as he was writing. So as he was writing to the church of Hebrews, to the Hebrew church. He was seeing that he was stretching them too much at this point in time, at their level, and then he he doused himself. He he came low a bit. He he he, doused, he doused himself low a bit by saying, "Of whom we have many things to say, and hard to be uttered, seeing ye are dull of hearing. For when for when for the time ye ought to be teachers, oh my master." Uh, who is a teacher? Christ is a teacher. Yes. Christ is a teacher. They call him good teacher, not so. He was Christ. Christ is the one. Christ is the one who has knowledge, who has information of God. So anyone who is a Christ, you don't have to be a pastor. Right? You don't have to have ministry and have people. Anyone who is a Christ is what? Is a teacher. Am I communicating? Anyone who is a Christ is a what? Is a teacher. Why? Because simply because you have knowledge, you have something to teach. Amen. Amen. So all of you here, many of us here, we have something to teach. Let me tell you the secret. We have a lot. We have we have things to tell the world. We have many things to tell the world. Uh, but you wonder why many times the enemy makes us a bit ashamed of talking. They get me because uh, maybe when we, if, maybe when we are hanging out with friends, am I communicating? Hanging out with friends and they are gisting, they are, they are have, it's like they have many things to say. Actually, they have rubbish to say. Do <laughs> you have I communicating? Most of what they have to say, you see, they're talking, they're talking, but just all rubbish, all ethnic conversation. Am I communicating? But you, you that have something to say, you now feel bad. You know, say, so let me not come and bring my own talk inside not knowing it's you that has something to say you are the only one that has something meaningful <laughs> let me just say I mean, okay let me be nice but you are the only one you have content you, are, you really have content of what to say of what to say praise the name of the lord you are the one who has content because christ is the content of god they call it the knowledge of him Amen. Every other earthly conversation is what they call lost vanity, meaning nothing, vanity. So, but it's a cycle. Just as the people of Israel walk around Egypt, Israel, for 40 years, you, get, you can have that cycle where you are in the wilderness going about, about in 40 years. And what were they talking about for 40 years? They were just they were talking about things. But, some, but most of that conversation was what? Was, was, was not was not uh, ed- not edifying. Amen. It's so, let me give you an example. If for those 40 years, all they were gisting about was how to inherit the promised land. 
when they send those 12 spies, do you think all 10 of them will come with bad reports? If all they've been gisting was talking, gisting and talking about 40 years, you have to take the promised land. If all your life is to take a land, you'll be finding solutions, not saying how bad it is. So it means that they've been talking rubbish conversation. They've been grumbling for 40 years and going around in circles and talking rubbish for 40 years. But yet they were still, they, were, they thought they were doing something. Amen. They were actually busy. It's not like they were sitting down idle for 40 years. I know, am I communicating? It's not like they were sitting down idle in the wilderness for 40 years. They were actually busy. They were actually busy. Busy bodies talking, doing things. But all those things was not profitable. Amen. Because otherwise, they would have been building faith to take the promised land. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, who is Christ. So what actually they were missing was Christ. Amen. They would have been building faith to take the promised land. Am I communicating tonight? So verse of whom we have many I I started by saying tonight, uh, God laid on my heart as a preparation for convention to for us to begin to define who what we are doing, who we are, proper definitions in our hearts concerning this word of righteousness. Amen. Concerning this doctrine of Christ. Concerning this world of life. So it's uh, a mini series that uh, I will take in preparation, just uh, uh, in preparation for our convention to make sure that uh, every stone is set in its place as much as we can. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. So uh, I was saying that Hebrews chapter 5, Paul was talking about the deep things of God. We began to talk about the high priest, we began to talk about the Son of God. So meaning, began to talk about strong meat. Then he now calmed himself down in verse 11. Because he realized that they could not take it. So the Hebrew church could not take it. So he says, Of whom we have many things to say, and had to be uttered, seeing ye are dull of, of hearing. How many of us have faced such... <laughs> How many of us have faced such a situation where somehow we become kind of dull of hearing? Eh? I, I, me too. I faced it. We just, we're dull of hearing means that... Uh, very. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> you get me. So it will take a lot of mercy for you to continue. And actually, Hebrew church, they were continuing because Paul was still writing to them. He didn't stop writing to them. This is Hebrew chapter 5. He wrote to them till chapter 13. So and so it's okay to it's not as though being dull of hearing is a sin. Do you get me? It's not a sin. Do you get me? It just means that he was trying to tell them that. He was trying to admonish them. You know, sometimes, some of the things that wake us up is a shock. Sometimes love, like family would say, is a stern, stern warning. They talk to you well. Then it shocks your, it shocks your conscience. And then you come back to your senses. <laughs> yeah, we kiss your senses. I mean, of us, let me give you an example. You don't know, like this example, but it's an example. I mean, of us, maybe after we've I'm not done, maybe we made a mistake at work and then they reprimand us. How, how do we feel? And for the next few days, how would you be concerning your work? You'll be super sensitive yeah. about everything. You want to be too accurate to oh, prove that. <laughs> All your senses will be on a lot. You get it to want to be perfect. The other communicate is it's natural, right? So the same way here, Paul also gave them a reprimand. 
See you at all of hearing. They probably did not know. They woke up. Hey, we have to listen to what this man is saying. He awoken their senses that I can I can take strong meat. You know, when someone tells that you cannot take something, they want to prove that I can take it. So you don't force strong meat down the throat of people. Huh? Rather, you tell them that they are not ready for it. <laughs> Amen. So that what will happen? If they are fighters, if they really, really want it, they will, they will strengthen themselves. They want to prove to me that they can handle it. Hmm? I know many of you have not proven to me that I can handle strong meat, to be honest. <laughs> Amen. So, you should prove to me, Amen, over the next period that you want it, that you can handle it. And God, in His mercy, will bring the revelation, the teachings of it. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. You can screech, screech in there. Uh, ah, hello. Uh, this chair is actually very comfortable. If you, if you adjust it well, do it, do it. <laughs> okay. All right. Amen. So, where was what was I? Yes, yes, when when we are ready for it. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. So we're in Hebrews chapter 5. Amen. How is everybody doing in the house today? We're doing alright? Amen. A lot of people were wondering, well, we had convention prayer meetings last week. Why are we still doing life feast? <laughs> Was anybody wondering that? No? Did you, did you uh, confess now? Did anybody think it in your mind? <laughs> did it cross your, your mind? <laughs> well, you know, we did the convention prayer meetings on an off week, right? Because we do it every other week. Amen. And I, I actually was very close to saying that we should. You know, I was. And I was, I was probably going to mention it to Femina. I was thinking about it. But then I, I just gauged in the spirit that God wants, still wants to do some preparations ahead of, ahead of time. And whoever can come, can come. Uh, but we should just continue to prepare ourselves, our heart for this season. This season is not, we shouldn't take it lightly, the things that God is bringing to us. Amen. Uh, so in other words, let us not be dull of. Uh, <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. So verse Verse 12, I said, For when, for when, when for the time ye ought to be teachers, who are teachers? Christ's. Who have knowledge. Not so? Amen. Christ's who have knowledge. Because what do teachers do? They teach knowledge. Uh-huh. So if you have knowledge, in the, in, to God's eyes, the fact that you're not saying that one is between you and God, but you have the knowledge, what happens to God's eyes? You should be a teacher. You have the capacity to teach, to to impact knowledge to somebody else. Am I communicating somebody? Praise the name of the Lord. Um, for any time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principle. So there's the first principles. I'm going to take it very slowly, very 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 slowly. For um, are we in the house together, please? We are in Hebrews chapter five, verse twelve. We're in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12. It says, For when 
For when for the time you ought to be teacher, meaning Christ's knowledge means you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. Can we say first principles? So if they are first principles, it means that they are more elevated principles. Am I communicating? Yes. Amen. Bible is one. So nobody is stretching anything. In fact, first principles, people are so dull of hearing that first principles feel like a stretch to them. <laughs> so it's not that anybody is stretching anything. It's that you are dull of hearing. It's not, it's not, it's not that they are stretching anything. Amen. Is that or there's ignorance somewhere? There's, there's still some, as sometimes family refer to it as darkened understanding somewhere. Every born again Christian still has darkened understanding. That is why Paul prayed for you in Ephesians chapter 1 that the Lord will give you the spirit of wisdom and understanding, revelation, in the knowledge of Him, that the eyes of your heart be enlightened so that you may know, so that you become a teacher, so that you may know. What is the hope of his calling? And uh, and uh, what's the rest? The riches of his glory, etc., etc., etc. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It says, so it means that first principle. So now let's see it. Ye have need. Amen. This is verse 12 again. It says, for when time ye ought to be teachers, comma, ye have need that one teach you again. So I've already taught you. Milk. I've already taught you first principles of the oracles of God. Are we in the house together, please? Meaning, Paul has already taught them first principles of the oracles of God. Amen. And there will be someone who is uh, wondering, uh, I just mentioned Paul has already taught them. Is it Paul that wrote the book of Hebrews? Yes. Paul wrote the book of Hebrews. And I can prove it because Timothy was his son. And in Hebrews chapter 13 verse 23, it says, Know ye that our brother Timothy is set at liberty, with whom if he come shortly, I will, I will see you. So it was Paul who wrote the book of Hebrews. The only, the, why the challenge why he, about whether he wrote it or not was because by the time he was writing the book of Hebrews, he had attained. He has come into the, to life. It says, For I have fought a good fight, I finished my course. For there awaited for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord promised to me, but also to all them that love him. He had attained. So, and the signature of his attainment was that the way he addresses himself changed. He no longer see himself as anything. He has lost his life. So, in most of the epistles, it says, Paul, an apostle of our Lord Jesus Christ. In Hebrews chapter 1, it says, God, that's a man who has lost his life. Normally, everybody wants to put their name somewhere. In the signature. So even as he was learning Christ, he still wanted his name. That name was that's his person. That Paul was still there. But when you come to God realm, you have lost yourself. You have lost your life. You have uh, they say love not until uh, the, you have lost yourself until the. So that's the end. I'm talking that's the end end. And that loss is not a physical death. We know that it's actually what your desires. You have submitted all your desires, all your heart, all your will. To the Almighty God, under God, Amen. Praise the name of the Lord, someone. Praise the name of the Lord, somebody. Amen. So that's the reason why some people question whether Paul wrote the book of Hebrew, because it's not his normal signature. His normal signature is that Paul, an apostle of our Lord Jesus Christ. But in Hebrews, he was a different man. In fact, he was almost no longer a man. He was now, bless you, he was now God who was living through him. 
So he says he was, he was now preaching God. God who has sundry times. He did not even say his name once. So historians will now start saying that maybe he was not sure. No, me, I'm sure. Timothy was his son. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 I'm laboring tonight to, to teach. I, I want this thing to I want this thing to sing. Please give me your attention a little bit. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It says verse twelve again. For when for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. Semicolon and are become such as have need of milk. So it means milk is the first principles of what? Of the oracles of God. Hmm. Praise the name of the Lord. It means what? Femi, can you help me read it? Yes. For when for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that won't teach you. Again, which is the first principle of oracles of God, and have become such that have need of milk hmm. and not of strong milk. So he's comparing first principle of the oracles of God to milk. Um to milk. So he goes teach you again. And have become such as have need of milk. It means that you people should not have need of milk anymore. So milk, milk is the first principles of the oracles of God. Yes. Amen. Milk, let me to a, a to a simple way to define milk is mountain moving faith. Faith to move mountains in the in the flesh, in the physical. Yes. Faith to for healing is milk. Hagin, Kenny Hagin was one of Hagin, then Copland. Even faith for finances is milk. You know, God wants you to use faith to believe God for Him too for your finances. It's part of it. Finances, healing, prosperity is all part of milk, but balanced one. <laughs> for it to be pure, it shouldn't be excessive, it shouldn't be earthly, it shouldn't be canal. So you can use faith to believe God for finances. You can use faith to believe God to prosper. You can use faith to believe God for your healing. You can lose faith to believe God for that mission you are waiting for. You can use faith to believe God for a job that you are looking for. And keep that faith. Hold it. It's called milk. Pure milk. Don't waver. Don't doubt. Amen. You say, what's on this mountain? Be that removed. And do not does not doubt in his heart. So shall it be. Not so. Mm-hmm. Praise the name of the Lord. Mm-hmm. So that's milk. This sincere milk of the world as newborn babes. Um, amen. Mm-hmm. amen. 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 I'm laying and relaying foundations. Amen. Mm-hmm. I'm solidifying foundations. Amen. I'm sealing foundations. For everyone that uses milk now is unskillful. In the word of righteousness. So what is the problem with the first principles of the oracles of God? First of all, what is it? It's milk. So what's the problem with milk? Is that you'll be unskillful 
in the world of righteousness. So it means that if you stay only in first principles of the oracles of God, just believing God for things you can handle, you'll be unskillful in the world of righteousness. It means darkened understanding. It means wrong interpretation of God's intentions. It means that you'll be loving God, you'll be thinking you are loving God, yet you're actually doing despite to Him. Praise the name of the Lord. It means ignorance in spiritual things. Amen? I'm taking this slowly. I want to see another scripture. So we'll compare scripture with scripture. Now, another word for word of righteousness is word of life. Yes. Another, another term for what? For word of righteousness is what? Is word of life. Another term for what? For word of righteousness is what? Is word of life. So we'll now compare scripture with scripture. And uh, I'm going to be opening the floor for questions. I want to I want to begin to bring understanding to the simple. Amen. Uh, I want this thing to these foundations to sit well. I want us to be blessed tonight with understanding growth. Understanding growth, understanding why why this labor, uh? why this why this what why this travail, why this labor of life meetings, all these ministries, why our labor, what's the point of it, why why what do what do we major? I want you to be able to define, begin to define what we stand for, why us, why we are doing what we do. I want it to be clear. Amen. Amen. Uh, so we're going to be jumping between First John, First John chapter one and Hebrews chapter five. The Bible says, "In the mouth of two or three witnesses, the truth is established." And then I have one more witness to make it the third one, Trinity. I communicate it. <laughs> Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, so let's see First First John chapter one. Just verse one is okay. Because there are many things there. So this word of righteousness. Like I say, word of righteousness is what? Is the same thing as word of life. As we, I begin to show you this thing, you will see how it's the same thing. They both, you will see their exercises. It's the same word. Amen. Word of righteousness is what? The word of life. Amen. Let's see. First John chapter 1 verse 1. It says, That which was from the beginning. Amen. Which we have heard. <laughs> he says, is that not enough? Mm. No. Which we have seen with our eyes. You ask again, is that not enough? No. Which we have looked upon. Is that not enough? No. There is one fourth one. Which our hands have handled of the word of life. Wow. So it's a process. To handle this word of life. It means it's almost like a warfare. Because the Bible, David, the psalmist says, The Lord God who teacheth my hands to what? 
to battle and her fingers to fight. It means it's a fight. To handle word of life is, is a fight. That's why they tell you in the Beatitudes, blessed are they who hunger and test for righteousness. It's a hunger, it's a fight. When a, a hungry man is an angry man. Come on. <laughs> a hungry man is a hustler. He has passion to fight because he needs to eat. Let's say they won't go and test for righteousness, for they shall be filled. This is that, will they be filled with the word of life, the word of righteousness? It's, an, it's a fight, it's an exercise. Amen? So you have to hear it. Keep on hearing it until you begin to see it. Now, that seeing is the eyes of your heart. Not so being enlightened. Yes. So you begin to you begin to hear it and hear it, hear it and hear it until the image of it begins to form. You begin to see. Oh, how how what is the scene is not that you see this picture of Femi and Femi. No, no, that's not quite the scene. Scene is wow, have you, have you ever had those mm. Yes. <laughs> I think that's the phrase that can that can relate. What does that mean? It means you, oh wow, I saw it. That scene. Some people will say, mm, some people want, why everybody saying that? No, no, what are they saying? I'm not getting it. You get me? <laughs> some people are seeing, some people are seeing, and some other people are not seeing yet. But be of good cheer. Don't be angry if you are not seeing yet. Keep, the person who is seeing, what did they do to see? They kept hearing. They kept hearing until they saw. So you too, Keep hearing until you see. So if you are in this company and you are not understanding and you feel that maybe people are ahead of you or you are not, maybe you don't feel connect, you don't feel one because you don't understand everything that is being said. Be of good cheer. Because the same way some of them got to see is the same process you repass through. Yeah. Amen. Amen. It just all those things I just can remember that one day earlier in the summer where uh, as we were, there was a meeting we were praying. And the Lord just let me, I laid my hands on Sister Falakemi and just prayed for understanding upon her. And later she came to tell me that that was what she was having in her heart. And I've seen that thing begin to open up in her. Amen. Amen. So you will need to exercise. It's the major of the ministry. It's the major. It's why it's, it's, sometimes it sounds a bit you know, tedious in a sense. If, you know, so people out there, is that again, another three-hour meeting on Thursday and then Saturday morning. I remember there was a time somebody said that I was training you people like soldiers. <laughs> Sorry, <to me. laughs> Saturday morning. So every Saturday morning, are you, are you raising an army or something? Are you training soldiers? <laughs> I didn't say it to the good, you know, you said it said would say something, right? He's <laughs> like, why am I disturbing these people? <laughs> why am I disturbing their lives? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Every week. Why don't you just do it once a month? Once a month will not cut this business. In fact, it's better to do milk once a month and do this one. <laughs> because this is where the labor is. There's no labor in milk. You use anointing for me, Holy Ghost. There's some labor, yeah. Some iron sharpened iron. Yes. Praise the name of the Lord. You see, that's why milk boys don't like long message. 
They can't endure even it is fasting seventy five minutes. They say, "Yeah, come and be going now. Where can I live?" <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's not like long message. Uh, you see, but after 45 minutes, you'll be wrapping up. What are you saying again now? Ah, you see, I have many things to say. Paul said it too. I have many things to say, but you are dull of hearing. <laughs> I have many things to say. For when the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that won't teach you again. I'm back to Hebrews chapter 5 now. Which be the first principles of the oracle of God and have become such as have need of milk and not strong meat. We are getting somewhere tonight. Verse 13. For everyone that useth milk, right? This verse 13 of Hebrews chapter 5 is unskillful in the word of righteousness for he is a babe. Uh, excuse me. I don't want my baby Elira to be, be, live like this, be like this all oh, when she's 20. Huh? Still peeping on the bed. You get me. <laughs> you know, so they, you know, you have to do many things. They, I like, even the, even her, if, if she can see from another perspective, she will not want to be, be, remain like that. Yes. That's only if she can see. But she can see. For to her, she should remain like this. Oh. Aha. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Because daddy is always pampering her. Daddy will be bringing the food. You know, daddy will bring the milk, showing her shoes. Right, Ellie? <laughs> What's this? <laughs> Amen. But, for from my perspective, I can see that it's better not to be a babe. Yes. It's only from the perspective of an adult that they can see it's better not to be a babe. How many of us miss the days of being a baby? Sometimes we even miss it. I want to go back. I just go back and those people miss it. All this hustle. Yes. All this hustle of being an adult. Imagine just being your mother's house. You know, we're still eating. We're eating thick milk. You know, conflicts. It's ready there. No response. You don't have to buy it. Not one day. Last, last, they will send you out to go and buy it from the store. But they'll give you the money. You don't have to walk one hour to pay. Then, you see? I mean, I mean, it's related. <laughs> no, but I should not think. <laughs> Amen. But there's an advantage to being an adult. You can go and buy stuff that you want when you want it. But for a baby, I can tell them no. And there's nothing they can do about it. You, you will have more maturity to do things. To carry out things that actually sustain pleasure. Yes. yes. Praise the name of the Lord. A baby will never see any value in what we are doing. Except they show mercy. Yes. It will be someone who, who has who have shown mercy. Who, who has eyes. Who now see value. Value in what you are doing for a baby i always have to imagine do you know out there there are pedophiles there are dead there are deadly people out there i'm the one that has to constantly watch when she's out am i communicating but when you are mature you have the you have the equipments to watch for yourself 
is better. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Ellie, baby. Daddy loves you. Just <laughs> letting you know. <laughs> Amen. Says for everyone, verse thirteen, that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. Now, further, we will now see they are more disadvantaged. It actually is a great test. If you love God, you will see you will hate this disadvantage of being a milk boy or a milk girl. Just wanting to stay in milk and suck breasts of milk. If you love God, you will see this. Let's see verse 14 together. You will see this is a great disadvantage. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age. Full age meaning they finish using meat. Meaning they finish using word of righteousness. They've handled the word of life. That's full age. Even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both. Can we say it together? Both. So it means that if you're a milk boy, milk babe, you will be doing evil and you will call it good out of ignorance. It means that you can pierce your love. You can play, pierce your master. And not because you wanted to, just because you have darkened understanding. I've seen it happen many times. Do you know, you can love God out of love of God. You can, you'll be building Satan's temple. For Satan and think you are doing God's work. I don't know. Satan, you are helping Satan to develop his world. When you are canal, not so. And you think, and you now think that that's what people of God should do <laughs> to build the world that the love of the Father. That the Bible says, if you have the, if you have the love of this Father, the love of the Father is not in you. I can go deep into these things, but I don't want to for some sakes. And go really deep into it. The problem of the Western world that used to be a Christian nation was this problem. Is this is the problem? Too many milk boys. Satan deceived them. They used all the strength of their faith to develop carnality. And it's not that God said don't develop some things. No. JJ, make sure that things is balancing. They use all the energy. Let me tell you, your, okay, let me tell you, your soul energy, IB, is limited. It's the reason why when you come back from work, you are drained. Yeah. You've given, you put all your soul energy into that day's work. Yeah. So you now need to come and re- recover. Maybe an hour nap, 30 minutes nap may do it. Or maybe your favorite show may do it. For me, it's audio Bible. Let's <laughs> give me 30 minutes. I'm okay. <laughs> And we, we, we set the clock. Amen. And pray, I'll pray for all of you. It will be the same for you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Not those shows. 
but it's okay. It's, let's manage it for now. If that's what it takes for you to rewind and relax, okay. But and what, my point is that because you've spent so much energy of your soul, not so, you have to reset. It's just a natural thing. Now, the so now, okay, after work, you have days off, not so. Mm-hmm. So there are days off that you can re suscitate the energy of your soul sometimes you see how so let me just tell you the truth you don't use all the energy of your soul for work alone you don't you can't you won't maximum maybe you use 70 percent you use a lot of it but not all you won't use all the rest of the art energy is meant for building for god yes. meaning building yourself yes. and after you build yourself you build others for god that's the rest of the energy and amen my, let me, I can exp- my life is very simple. My first priority in life is Christ and God. I build my life around them. But I know fully well that I also have to work. I also have to do other things, raise family. And I, God balances it well because God reigneth in the affairs of men. You, excuse me, how many of us read the Bible 24 hours a day? None of us. In fact, let's be honest. How many of us read the Bible one hour a day? Huh? Uh-huh. So it's not difficult. <laughs> God doesn't actually demand. I, am I communicating? God doesn't actually demand all the energy of your soul initially yet. When you come to the realm of God, let me tell you what happens. There will be so much grace that the energy of your soul for earthly things will be so minute. They will become so easy for you. They will become so easy for you. I tell you, I lie, I kid you not. That's the thing we don't understand. That that's one of the reasons why so many of us will be fe- afraid of giving ourselves to God because we think that we won't since other things will suffer. No. No, it won't suffer. God will grant you so much grace. Jesus said, My father is always at work. What kind of engine is that? <laughs> so much grace that by the time you will be coming back from work, is that though your day just started. There's a way he does it. There's a way he does it. Amen. So it's good to commit oneself to God. Just trust him. There's a way he does it. He knows how to, he knows how to provide grace energy for you. If you are willing to obey him. They call it eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. Amen. I won't go too further into that. But there's, there's a grace energy by revelation, by teaching that he, he gives. He recharges your soul. He can do it in, in one day. Amen? In one day. I can, let me, I'll just, okay, let me just practically, in one day, I'll just sometimes, in one day, I can be walking. I start my day, I'll pray. Some of the day I pray. I'll, I, I read a little bit of my Bible. And then, as I'm walking during the day, I get, sometimes maybe I get a little bit stressed. If I'm getting too stressed, I'll just shut down for 10 minutes and go back to Bible. Uh, or as re- revealed and then i always find it i just say for me or personally maybe you should try it because it's working for me i find that by the time i take that time to just go to god and fellowship i go back to the work as though i just started the day again yes that's 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 how i do it amen, amen. uh one tonight i was like tonight i was tired when i got here we were praying we're praying, we're praying, we're praying. And then the, that's where the impression was coming of what to do, what to teach for the next couple of sessions. 
and then before I know it, I felt energy come back into my body again. It's grace. It's God. God can do it. It's not me doing it. It's grace. God can do it. That He can be re-energizing you, resuscitating your grace level, your energy level on a part-time basis if you trust Him, if you flow with Him. Are we in the house together, please? Oh, that was a little digression. Are we in the house together, please? Praise the name of the Lord. So it means that the soul energy that is meant for God. Are you with me? The, your soul energy that is meant for God, Satan can come and lie to you, amen, to use that soul energy to pursue carnality, to pursue the world. So, for example, all your Christian energy and Christian service is towards, <laughs> do you get me? Is towards that God wants us to blast. Are you, are you, seeing, are you seeing what I mean? All your soul energy that is for Christian service will be for God wants us to blast. What happens is that before you know it, you start going for blasting seminars on your spare time. <laughs> you start taking up your spare time. Before you know it, you get into a blasting business model that will take up the rest of your soul, and, and God was not involved in it. Yes. So when someone now come and say, "We oh, are come for a meeting," or word of righteousness, man. <laughs> Why are they saying, man, so energy has, is gone. Is that? There is no energy to go for anything else for that. We are blessed in this place. I want you to know that you are blessed. Are we in the house together, please? You see that verse 14? That verse 14 sounds, Hebrews chapter 5 verse 14, sounds a lot similar to First John chapter 1. Talking about exercise. Mm. It says, Glory to God. Hmm. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use. Have their senses exercised. That is First John chapter one. That which we have heard, it will exercise. It will turn to sight. Exercise. It will turn to gaze. Look upon. Exercise is all the soul is a soul exercise now, not a physical exercise. The same way you exercise your soul in school, when your professor is teaching you, and after the, the professor teaches you, you have to go in the evening and open your textbook. Am I communicating? So the professor, you've heard the professor, you have to go and see it in your textbook. Then before exam, you have to look upon it because you know you will forget it. Those who get A plus are those who now handle it. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Handle means the thing is like is like is like chips. It's like biscuits to you. So you enter exam, chemistry, organic chemistry, and things like biscuits to you. That's <laughs> I communicate. That's handling. <laughs> I know me, I did not handle when I was in school. I looked upon, I gazed. Uh, gaze is B plus and A minus. <laughs> uh, just hearing alone, that one is C plus, if you are lucky. <laughs> so, so people here, professor, and they will just go. You know, I, in my first year, I used to do that. I, know, I will read the book one day. 
the textbook. I'll just hear the professional lecture and take class notes. And that's all I will use for the midterm. No wonder I got my first year, my, my first semester, my GPA was 2.3 something. <laughs> just escaped, you know. So after that, I now began to take it more seriously. And I began to read my book and then gaze, look upon more study. But I, I couldn't do that last time. I couldn't handle it. I left that one for this class. <laughs> Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Ah, hallelujah. Amen. It says, But strong meat belongeth to them who have meat, and have meat to the fullest. Yes. Because milk, milk will make you unskillful in the world of righteousness, so you will not be able to grow thereby. You will not be able to use it to grow to full age. You want to, milk cannot allow you to grow to full age. Am I communicating? It will take word of righteousness and the exercise, the labor of it, the travail of it, the exercise of it, for a man to come to full age. Amen. For a man to come to what? Full age. Kai. This is awesome. So it means that why you even when someone is still learning Christ, I, I began to learn, I don't just make there's one thing, there's a tendency of every man to make conclusions too quickly. Don't make conclusions too quickly until you have come to perfection. Do you know why? Until you come to full age, you can still call evil good and good evil. Hey, yeah, yeah. And as long as you have that potential, don't, don't rush to judgment. Go always, they say it all the time, but be slow to speak, quick, quick to listen. The the one that saying that it says your mouth that can bring you to damnation also, and people will be talking ignorantly with their mouth and just be saying all kinds of things out of ignorance. Some of some people who won't on the pupils will be just the same things sometimes, but out of ignorance, out of darkened understanding, and they will, they will, they will think they are doing God a favor. They will think they are helping God. <laughs> Yes, I don't even think that they are helping God build his kingdom by building people to be earthly. Am I communicating? Am I communicating? So people would, some people think that they are helping God develop his kingdom by making the saints, what? Canal, earthly. To take over, be, man, manifest, blast on the head, or stuff, you know, all that kind of things. But... That is not really good. Now, the person is not his fault. He's talking out of ignorance. But the person has come to, has done, has come to a judgment that is incorrect. And some, some people are pretty strong. Once they made that their conclusion, made the conclusion, they don't want to hear anything else. It is well. So, one advice I typically have for people, don't rush to judgment. Yes. It, and God looks at such hearts. It's such hearts that God would typically bring to these waters. People that don't rush to judgment, don't conclude things quickly. So what do you mean judgment? Sorry. Okay, I'll give let me I'll give you an example. For example, someone who rushes to judgment quickly say, Oh, they are um they're talking, they are they're preaching, they have a convention on this world of right. Okay, let me go and hear they come for one meeting, they hear and in their mind, everything they didn't understand. Mm. They now, because they didn't, they now summarize the whole thing and say those people are like this. Mm. Uh huh. <laughs> that is what it means to rush towards to judgment, come to conclusion. And I've seen it happen before. 
And in fact, some of them I can tell from before they even realize they are coming. I can tell. <laughs> I, I love to be a fortune tell, teller. So I just lay, allow it to play itself out. <laughs> That they've already concluded, and those of you they've already concluded about their matter. You know, they've already they've seen they say, Oh, those people I know them now, they they are this or they are that. You get me? They they, they didn't spend the time to understand what it we are about, what it is we are saying, or why we are saying what we are saying. Because after you spend some time, you yourself will you will know that this thing is true. Yes. After you spend some time, because not just one scripture, now scripture upon scripture, line upon line, precept upon precept, establishing truth, establishing righteousness, establishing Christ in souls. And that is also the, the drawback is that you cannot establish a soul in one meeting, in one teaching. Yes, you can never establish a soul. So, by one message, if somebody doesn't understand one message and he summarizes, he has, he has hurt his own soul. If he doesn't understand this thing, this thing here is not a one-day thing. You don't establish it in one day. You can't. I can't even prove to somebody what, Christ, what the doctrine of Christ is in one day. I can teach uh, some people I teach, these new, new people I teach, this Bible study, which I'm uh, going tomorrow again. Some of them, we show them sometimes spent till 11 p.m. You get me. The next day, they <laughs> still have some other questions about some things. You get me. So I begin to see, ah, but all everything I said, all the scriptures I showed you yesterday for four hours. <laughs> Amen. It means that there's no way to do it in one day. No way to do it in one day. Amen. Amen. It says, but strong meat belongeth to them that are full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses what? Exercise. So the exercise is that process of First John chapter 1. Not so? That's the exercise until you handle. Now, when you have come to full age, hmm, praise the name of the Lord. When you have come to full age, hmm, I didn't want to go to Hebrews chapter 6, but uh, we'll just touch on it lightly and come back down again. When you have come to full age, uh, Jeannie, what can you do when you have come to full age? What is the, what is the thing? What happens to you when you've come to full age? Yes, you can discern good and evil. And this is too key. This is too important. You can do what? Can descend good and evil. It means it's now that you can actually do God's will. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because if, ever since you were thinking, all the things that you've been thinking was God's will. <laughs> Some of them may have been. Some of them may have been evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so just like the Westerners thought they were doing God's will by building carnality over the place amen they thought they were helping not knowing some of it was good do you get me and some of it was evil now if if a man loves god what would he do 
obey his commandments right it means if, if you love god you want to know what is good yeah 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 am i communicating you want to know what is good because when you know what is good then you can do good to actually do it is not difficult it's just, the problem why the commandments of god they are, why are they grievous is because of darkened understanding that mixes up good and evil this the what Satan did in this world was to call good evil and evil good. Oh, I don't know if I'm speaking to somebody. Huh? What Satan did to this world was to mix up the definitions in our mind. So that's why when God brings his will, it becomes grievous. Why? Because it doesn't bear weight with what is called good. That that the definitions in the world, the thing doesn't bear weight, it doesn't relate with it. Satan blood up the definitions of good and evil. Blood it up so bad. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Satan blood it up so bad. Many people saw, saw who was Paul, who was writing this book of Hebrews. I've never seen such passion zeal of the lord consumed him yet what was he doing evil and he was doing evil according to the law so you can use bible to do evil <laughs> i like do you get what i mean letter for the letter kill it for the spirit give it life he was using the bible to do evil against god letter that kill it And when you are, when one is using the letter, the Bible to do evil against God, the kind of the kind of uh, energy it gives your soul, the zeal it gives your soul. Yeah, let me imagine if you think you are doing righteousness. The kind of energy. Yeah, I can imagine Paul like maybe, uh, maybe I'll, <laughs> maybe I'll stress. Paul like so imagine, if you are not doing this and this, you even want this energy to do something else entirely. Remember where you started from the what the, the uh, confession you started from that you're almost already a pastor. Imagine if you were pastoring in that light. You do you know you are one of those people who will be tackling EJFL now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are the ones who tackle them in Lagos. You one of those people instead of that's it, you'll be tapping things, messages on Facebook on their chats against it and thinking that you are doing good. And you will, you see the end, they boast, you will boasting about it. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And out of sincerity, it's not, is it that he doesn't love God? He loves God. He's actually doing it out of love. <laughs> Kai, he's doing it out of love for God. That I must stand for God so that the correct word of God, the correct thing that God wants to be clear. <laughs> it's terrible. So if we love God, we'll sit down and learn Him. That's the first obedience, really. They call it, Paul called it in Romans chapter 1, obedience of faith unto all nations. 
meaning obedience of hearing and hearing of the word. He called it, he now called it, let's see Romans chapter 1, chapter 16, chapter 16, chapter 16. There's something he called it. It's too important that he called it something. Romans chapter 16, let's see verse 26. Romans chapter 16, verse 26. But now is made manifest, and by the scriptures of the prophet, according to the commandment of the everlasting God. So Paul, according to the, not one of, not one of the commandments of the everlasting God. What does it say there? According to the commandment of the everlasting What is that commandment? For the obedience of faith. What is that obedience really? Obedience of hearing. And hearing of the word. Because Paul knows that. Paul knows. Because he knows where it came from. (laughs) Nobody knows better the difference than Paul. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows better the difference of what what I'm trying to explain than Paul himself. He was once one of those people who was doing evil. Thinking he was doing good. So, he, he called it the when, the... when they gave him commandments, when they gave him commandments and they told him, they gave him commission, they said, this commission, tell the people this is the commandment that they should keep. What is it? Obedience of faith. Obedience of hearing and hearing the word of life. Or the word of God. Or the word of righteousness exercising why did they have to be an obedience why does do it have to be a command why does it have to be an obedience and why does it have to be a commandment now let me define what a commandment is now if it's something that you already do why would they command it mm-hmm. <laughs> amen mm-hmm. uh, i mean of course just like initially when you first said when you first just like to come and sit down and hear hear these things nobody no, no, it, it just, it just, it just, it's not just our nature to just want to come and hear the word of God for an hour, an hour and a half, for two hours. It's not just it's not our nature. Even while we have been hearing, sometimes when I see some of the reverence messages, two hours, I thought I just see the length. <laughs> the length alone is already the door. I need to plan this. <laughs> The length, the length, but let me tell you, I, I, there was a secret I used to overcome that length. Mm. I used a secret to overcome that length. I used a secret to overcome that length because the moment you say that I have to plan it, you will never listen to that message. Mm. So, do you know what I do? I'll quickly go and I'll scroll it down to one hour, listen to one hour. Then, that way, my appetite has whetted enough. Then later I can now properly plan it because I already have this. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you get that result. My, I'm ready. My heart, I already committed my heart to it by hearing part of it. So I'm not want to see what Reverend was saying in the beginning. Uh, so now I say, okay, I don't have time. So I'll now plan that one. I will add it to your schedule because you, you are, it, it has picked your interest. That was how I began to overcome that. <laughs> because the fact I don't see the. I said, Jesus, I don't want to see. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like, you know, when it's a one-off, consistently, it's all about 30 minutes. I said, this is serious. <laughs> I know, we all got it. This is serious. <laughs> I remember, we were convention, you know, sometimes when I, we 
maybe I will say, okay, I won't listen. I will listen to it when I get home in the evening. Then I get home in the evening, I will see home. So five hours, seven oh, hours. I said, how am I going to start? Concerning the five hour message. <laughs> how am I going to start? How am I going to finish it? And now look at the time. It's seven o'clock. And then. <laughs> The last administration of the first of the morning session. Then in the afternoon, during lunch time, catch a few minutes of so I can just be following. By the time the evening comes, I've already kind of known the direction or how the meeting went. So by the time the evening comes, by the time I give two three hours to it, I'm able to cover what I missed. Yeah. That's how I do it. <laughs> so it must be intentional. It must be intentional. Yeah. And part of being intentional is to put your heart into it. Yeah. And that's why I do those little ones. To bring my in, in, my interest into it. That's the wisdom. Once your interest is inside something, you would find the time for it. The time is not the problem; it's just the interest. Yeah. Since how am I going to three hours for something? I'm not even here what it is. Why, you know, why don't I just wait? But once you pick your interest, time will begin to produce. You will find the time. Amen. I'm not blessed in the house. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Does anyone have any questions? And me or Femi can answer at this point. Uh, you see, tonight, uh, and uh, I say in preparation for that, I just want us to be going deeper, to be defining ourselves more, defining what we stand for, what we are talking about, so that people can relate. We are talking about the world of righteousness, we are talking about the world of life, and we are showing how that it's not something that you cannot just do in one day. It's an exercise. You have to see it. You have to first hear it, see it, look upon it, then handle it. So it's a process. So you have to commit yourself to the process. And not, don't be too fearsome of the end of the process. When will I become this thing you are saying? No. Just follow the process. We are a family together going through the same process. It's the reason why God does it as a company. God doesn't allow it to just be you alone. It brings us together so that we can edify ourselves in the exercise. So, a lot of the time, our conversations between ourselves after life meetings or after meetings while home are also part of the exercises of stretching out things that have been spoken about. Am I communicating? Are we blessed in the house? So, it's all, all this, all this, so the major work of this ministry, of this work, of what we do, is what? Is the preaching of the word of life, which is aka the word of righteousness, aka the doctrine of Christ. Hallelujah, somebody. Amen. Now let's see that third witness I was talking about, Second John from verse 9. We will see it now as the doctrine of Christ. Right? We'll see it now as what? As the doctrine of Christ. So 2 John 1 verse 9. Uh, are we there? 
Second John 1 verse 9 from verse 9. Let's read it together. 1, 2, 3, go. And the Son. Wow! It, 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 it just zeroes in now. So, whoever transgresses and abideth not in meat has not strong meat. Hey! <laughs> Amen? Huh? Has not, that's what he was just in, in Hebrews chapter 5. He was talking about strong meat. Then, verse 11. He was talking about the high priest. He was talking about Jesus, the begot- today have I begotten the Son of God. After a while, he realized that he's talking about their heads. Amen. So he says, seeing that you are done of hearing. So what was, the, what was the missing piece that he needed to go back and resolidify? The doctrine of Christ, which is the word of righteousness, which is the word of life. He had solid, solid food, meat. Solid food, meat. You need to go and teach and teach Christ. And you need to abide. Why abide? Amen. Amen. Why abide? Essentially, when you enter school, they say don't drop out. Not so. Mm-hmm. It's until you finish, you get the degree. Like, what, so what do I call this? in a process, not so. It's a process because it's an exercise. So they have to tell, give you the commandment. So this is the same commandment as Romans chapter 16 verse 26. When it says, the commandment of the everlasting God, which is obedient of it. So it's a commandment. Keep it. So they say, keep, if you love me, keep my commandments. Then here it says, abide. Whosoever transgresses and abideth not. Meaning keepeth not. Stayeth not under him. Does not stay in. Because it's a process. You have to stay in it. You have to abide in it. You have to allow the process to carry itself out. Amen. Amen. You have to allow the process to carry itself out for you to have God. Is that not clear? For you to have God. Whosoever transgresses and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ has not God. Not so. Whosoever still in that doctrine has both the Father and the Son. So, word of life is now turning to eternal life. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the thing is beginning to morph to eternal life. Christ is life, God is eternal life. And that God is also the Son of God, who is also eternal life. <laughs> it's not only Christ, it's God. So it means that to come to eternal life is to abide in life, exercise in life, exercise and exercise and exercise and exercise and exercise and exercise until it bursts out of you as an abundant life. Then you have handled it. You gain masteries of it. It will talk. So life will morph into eternal life. Life will transit into eternal life. Life will exercise you into eternal life. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. Amen. When you have so much life, you begin to see good and evil. And then you now you'll be able to you have enough energy, strength to do good. 
He will no longer be grievous, the commandments anymore. He's a man who has life. That is no longer grievous more. Praise the name of the Lord, somebody. I, I still have some minutes. Eh? I still have some minutes. Let's just let's do it. Amen. Uh, let's finish that that uh, first John. Read a few a little a few more, one or two more. Tell you how serious this business is. Tell you how serious this business is. Are we there? So we read verse 9. What does verse 9 say again? Chichi? It says that whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. But he that abideth in the doctrine of Christ hath both the Father and the Son. And then what does it say next? If there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house. Jesus. Neither be him God's. Don't tell him bye bye. <laughs> How harsh. <laughs> How serious. Because. You are a work in progress. If somebody comes to shut down the factory, why it is the, the product has not yet been made? What happens? Everything has spoiled. Yeah. You know, it's like so they put once you once you come into a world of righteousness, it's like they put you into God's factory. You are being made. You have not. You know, the last one is the packaging. And they haven't put the package yet. And then somebody comes to draw you out of the process. Hey. <laughs> Imagine when they are making uh, pig milk, canned pig milk. Before they put it in the can, which is the packaging, they first milk from cow. They first have to dry it. They first have to process it. Make sure the moisture is gone. Turn it into the condensed format. Some liquid, some the powder. So imagine if before they put the powder in the can, Somebody, a wind comes and blows the powder. <laughs> huh? But that powder is not the same thing as the original. You can't, you know, you cannot drink that original milk from that cow. It's, it's still kind of bitter. Sometimes they have to, they, they, they don't know, they call it 3% milk. They dilute it, don't they? They do things to it. So that you can, it can be palatable for you and I to, to drink. They do things to it. So, that original one that came from the cow is you as a milk boy. You get me? They now put you inside the factory. They now start removing some things out of it. They now start adding some sugars. Start condensing it. All those labor, all those labor to now turn it to pig milk. Turn it to, to powdered milk, sorry. Powdered milk. Amen. All that labor, then before they now put it in the can in the final packaging, someone now come and blow it away. Can you? What can you do? There's nothing you can do. So they have to warn them. <laughs> they have to warn them. Stay on it. Keep it until your final packaging. That is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Keep it until the final packaging, until Christ is found in you. You have to keep it. You have to keep it. We have to keep harping on it. We have to keep teaching on it. We have to keep ourselves. We have to keep encouraging ourselves, one another. 
so that less any man fall short of his grace. This is a glorious gospel. This is a glorious gospel. Lest any man fall short of this grace. We have to help ourselves, help one another, so that we can land in in eternal salvation until we are saved, we are fully saved, till we cannot talk. Amen. Amen. Um, praise the name of the Lord. Amen. I'll show you uh, just this one, I'll just read briefly. There's the other one, that perfection side. Amen. But I don't want to major on that because I know some of that will come in the convention. I just want to show you. You see, is that just to show you the link? But it's the same continuation from Hebrews chapter five. So let's go. Hebrews chapter five, the last verse, is linked with Hebrews chapter six, the first verse. Let's see that together. Alright, so verse 14 says, But strong meat belongeth to them that are full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Then 6.1 now says, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, <laughs> let us go on to perfection. It's a continuation. Is it not? It's a continuation. Huh? Where were you learning the principles of the doctrine of Christ? Word of righteousness, meat. Then, by the end of chapter verse 14, you came to full age. Not so you cannot descend good and evil. Then chapter 6 verse 1 now continued from there. Saying that after you have finished this full age, you, you can now, there's another one. That's the law. You know, the, you know we say this, uh, you know, all these things, the, the tidings of God's day, the excellent way of love. That's the next, the next one. I don't even know how much work can be done on it on this clinic. <laughs> Amen. And then we just find out that God, remember we go, we just we just teach more of even Christ again, you know, and turn teaching on the love of Christ, which is okay. But there's another one. Just know there's another one called excellent. It's excellent, perfect. So it means doctrine of Christ is good, but God own is perfect. Living the principles of the doctrine of Christ. The one they just spoke about in Hebrews chapter 5. In Hebrews chapter 5. Let us go on to perfection. I won't go too far on that one. I won't. <laughs> because we're still trying to. We're still trying to solidify ourselves. So if God, if God is merciful and want to bring the excellent way of love to us. In this convention, maybe we'll be able to handle, carry some of it. Without those words of righteousness, those exercise, forget that <laughs> Forget the excellent business. You get me? At least without some of it. So kind of, go can do a quick walk. But really, even that quick walk, we still take some time. What we call quick walk is not one day. When it won't come to doctrine of Christ. Yes. When it says not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works of faithful God, all this stuff in verse one and two, that's referring to milk, right? When it says that's milk. Yes, that's referring to, to milk. Then it it continued. If you read down, it now continued to teach the, uh, what Christ is about. Mm -hmm. 
right? Uh, so the first, the first one was milk. He was explaining milk. So in milk, you learn about laying the foundation of repentance mm-hmm. from dead works, faith towards God. That's faith for finances, faith for healing. Uh, doctrine of baptism, water baptism is there you get water baptized who baptized in the Holy Ghost, they pray for you and you are healed, resurrection from the teaching of resurrection and eternal judgment that's what we hear about hell and heaven, that's what he learned in milk, and in verse 3 now says, and this we will do if God permits then he now began to teach about the other one now you see verse 4, for it is impossible for those who were once enlightened you see that, so it's in Christ you, become, you begin to become enlightened am I communicating? Is in Christ you begin to become enlightened. In fact, so all of milk, you can be you can perfect milk and still have darkened understanding. Is until is until they give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. That's when you have not begun meat. You have not begun doctrine of Christ. And sometimes people will pray for it to come. Sometimes by your hunger and test, your desire, and I communicating, it also comes. Because that your desire will turn to a prayer point. Yes. Huh? People, see, there are two types of people who can leave this, this kind of place. Or our kind of administration. One, one kind of person will leave and say, what is that? They were stuck in Jewish understanding. Another, another same kind of person will leave and say, God, I don't understand. Please give me understanding. Two kinds of people can hear the same message. That's to say, the one is mixed with faith, the other one is not mixed with faith. They will hear the same message. One will live with a heart of repentance, with a heart quaking. God, I don't understand. God, this thing they are saying, it is sounding awesome. And let me tell you, I'm a witness in your spirit. There's a lady who. Um, she hasn't, I don't think she has ever come for any of our meetings, but she knows us, some of us, we probably know her, but maybe her name. Um, and you know, Reverend comes to church, Reverend Re- So one time I was just with her somewhere, and we were just talking, and I was just talking about Reverend K. And she said, ah, oh, Reverend K, that well. And the day that she heard him, he was teaching, he was teaching about Reverend uh, Genesis chapter 1 and 2, about creation and mm-hmm. information. Yes, and she didn't understand one thing, but she said she had a witness in her spirit that everything was saying was true, everything was too strong. Mm-hmm. And I say yes. There is nobody that can hear this message, though you don't understand. If you are speaking against it out of darkness somewhere, you will know that it's true. It's Bible. You know that sin is real. Is there is a witness inside? There is a witness inside. Amen. So two people can hear this thing. One person will mix with faith. They go, God. I don't, have, I don't understand. Help me understand. Lead me to who can help me understand. Give me eyes to see. And then another person is in. They hear the same gospel. Praise the name of the Lord. So, what does that tell me about actually the most foundational and most important, uh, the most important part of you concerning Christianity is your heart. Are you with me? Yes, is your what? Yes. Is your heart. If your heart is right, you can go far with God. Yes. Mm-hmm. And one of the, the signs of a right heart is a heart that is not quick to conclusion. If anything, let time pass. Let's come to let the thing judge itself out. Mm-hmm. 
a heart, a right hand, that's what he's fearing. What if this is God? Let me not say anything. <laughs> yes, yes, that's what it. So, yeah. Some people sometimes share videos, maybe share or maybe something, maybe the man of God said here or there, you know, and even though at some time it didn't sound, someone sent me a video of a uh, pastor, one pastor in Patakot, the one who's been in that picture, then it was sounding angry, you know, talking about, <laughs> yeah, they get that kind of thing. And I was like, yeah, I didn't want to say anything. I just say it's like his father now, you know, but uh, Bishop Unipo is also, yeah, Bishop Unipo is also like this, so just, Leave him. I don't know, but then we don't. I guess I don't left it like that. That's how we should be. Huh? There are some other ones that are obvious. What's that one's name? That guy in the east. I am a war. I am a fight. I don't do love. We don't do love. I say, not say who is God. It's like God has done it. I am a war. I fight. Why are you even fighting? He wants to cast out demon, he's actually doing clothesline <laughs> on chairs. <laughs> I don't know this one. Let me summarize the judgment. I have seen the videos enough. Amen. <laughs> this one is clear. Now this this spirit is not is not right. There's something that is, is worrying him. It's not from God. God does not show like that, does he not do like that? Amen. Amen. <laughs> pray, pray me. Uh, did I judge well? <laughs> it doesn't look. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't see weakness. Amen. But I don't know about that. The freeze, who? Oh, it's causing abusing everybody everywhere. Uh-uh. I said, calm down. Just be abusing everybody. People who are twice your age, people who are old enough to give birth to you. <laughs> Relax, calm down. In, in discipline, and there's something behind him as well. Mm. Amen. If any of us are listening to him, don't listen to him. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I said it. Yes. Because he already has enough followers, a lot of people following him, and it's causing a lot of damage. Um. Let me just tell you something. I'd rather give ten percent to church or to to admit to God, and they can use to do whatever, even if it's something that is not good. Because eventually, I'm going to use that ten percent for something else. Mm-hmm. And next, guess what am I going to use it for? Everything else I can possibly use it for. <laughs> <laughs> so if it's 50-50 that they use, they do 50% part of the temple, they use 5% for actual good and 5% for evil. It's better than the 10% that I'm going to use for evil. Mm-hmm. Yes. Think about it. When, if you keep the temple, what are you going to use it for? It's to, for vanity. Simple. It's for vanity. And we know that some of the churches may also use part of it for vanity, but then they also use part of it also for good. So it's still better. Amen. So that thing is an evil spirit. Want to drain all the resources of the church and take it away to what? To the world. To build error. 
Whatever it is, the, exactly. Enough said on that. <laughs> <laughs> so don't listen to him. Amen? Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Who should really listen to Christ? Amen. Yes. Yes. The doctrine of Christ. Are we in the house together, please? Amen. We ought to listen to the doctrine of Christ. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm feeling that if God is merciful, we can finish early today. <laughs> Amen. It's okay. We can finish early today. Uh, praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So later, you know, in that Hebrews chapter six, he began to discuss the rest of it. Was talking about the what Christ, what he begins to learn in Christ. He says enlightenment. Tasted of the heavenly gifts, made parketers of the Holy Ghost, this is now truth of truths, tasted of the good word of God, and of the powers of the world to come. Yeah, so that's that's Christ. You're not learning. So that's why he was saying, when you finish Christ and you now turn back, it means you chose evil. Yeah. When you finish Christ, you can descend between good and evil. Uh-huh. So that was the next one he was now saying. He says that verse 6 of Hebrews chapter 6. It says, if they shall fall away to renew them again unto repentance, uh, seeing they crucify to themselves the Son of God afresh and put him to an open shame. So imagine open shame means you have seen, you have grown in Christ, you have seen good and evil, you now choose evil. <laughs> After all the labor, all the exercise, all the knowledge, you now choose evil. So he says that one, there's nothing they can do for you again. Uh, because you are putting, you know, open shame, you know. And you put into shame. But that was, that's the end. So that one is far. That's the end. That one is far. Amen. But the journey to get there is the exercise. Exercise, exercise. Now let me tell you something. 99.9% of people who get to full age will choose good. Yes. Yes. Uh, excuse me. After you finish all your engineering degree, nursing degree, uh, doctor's degree, won't you use it for the engineering? Yeah. Won't you want to use it for the engineering? Yeah. For the so you finish all the learning of Christ, you now use it to go and choose it for. Imagine you finish nursing and say, you now use it to go and start business. It means that you, you will take a lot of you still an enemy. Something you take something they can. There's nothing they can do for you yeah. to make that kind of decision. There's nothing they can do for you again. Mm. So it means 99.9 percent of time, any man who has passed through the school of Christ will, will very likely, almost certainly, choose good. But the thing is that you just you still have to choose it. That's it. Yes, you still have to do what you still have to choose it. But it will now be clear to you that you can. This is the way that you should go. Am I communicating? It will be clear to you that this is what that this is the way that you should go. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We give praise to God. Thank you, our Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Are we blessed in the house today? Uh, I, I just want to share just another five, ten minutes uh, to just to open this up.
um, this doctrine of Christ um, than the perfection, excellence, God. Amen. Just to show it clearly again. Uh, let's see Azar chapter 52. Let's give another 10 minutes. We'll wrap it up soon. I don't know what to do. <laughs> uh, who is there? Yes, Azar 52. From verse, let's see verse 5. Now therefore, all by here, says the Lord, that my people are taken away from my people. Those who rule over them, make them rule. And my name is Justin, continuing everything. She's Who brings good news? Who proclaims peace? Who brings glad tidings? Of good things? Who proclaims salvation? So you see, there are two things there. One is peace, and one is salvation. Amen. One is what? Peace, meaning peace with God. Do you know the only being that has peace with God is Christ? Oh my God! Yes, the only the only one that has peace. So to make peace with God, become Christ. Yes. What is the opposite of peace? Enmity. Not so. And let's see Romans chapter eight. Yes, let's see enmity. It's a mind. Verse 6, yes. Are we there? Verse 6 and 7, yes. For to be carnally minded is death. Hmm. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Now, who is the spiritual man? Jesus. It's Christ. Jesus Christ. That's why Ephesians chapter 1, what they pray for? Spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. So, Christ, doctrine of Christ. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. A carnal mind is an enemy. Enmity. What's the opposite of enmity? Peace. Yes. So, huh, we can't escape this Christ though. I'm sorry. We can't escape him. We can't escape him. You, you can't want salvation. I'm talking about salvation to the uttermost. Amen? With carnal mind. And we all know that he's dead. Am I communicating? Mm -hmm. 
is there what's the eternal mind mind to arrange for yourself without God that's carnal mind also yes. you can do it by yourself you don't have to check <laughs> and so it means that that mind is still in all of us it has not yet been deleted yet. we are still warring with it to make peace So he said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Amen. Amen. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. What mind? Let's see the mind. Uh, Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. This is, this is awesome. Verse 5. Help us read, sir. Let this man be in you, which also is in Christ Jesus. Yes. Who being in the form of God, taught it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of the servant, and was made like on likeness, was made in the likeness of men. So what is the mind? Humble. Come under God. As I make peace. Don't be a god to yourself. Yes. A carnal mind is a god to himself. A controller of himself. Come under the controller of controllers. God. And to God the judge of all. So what you begin to learn in the gospel of peace. Are we in the house together please? What you begin to learn in the gospel of peace. They begin to teach you how to come under God. They begin to teach you how to not my will, but your will. Are you seeing Christ? They begin to teach you how to not my will, but your will. That's what they begin to teach you. Then you are now making peace. Then you are now making peace. They will be, and they, say, they will have to preach this thing to and they have to preach you into agreement. That's that's really what that Christ is, what they're trying to do. They want to preach you into agreement with God. So in Christ, they will show you why God's way is better than your way. People say, but God is selfish, God wants to dominate, God wants to control. No. God has done, God is also a scientist, he has done research. Mm-hmm. Hmm? In one day he did he was searching. And when he says, you know, God is not a man that should lie. Mm-hmm. When he says he was looking for someone else to swear by, <laughs> it means he was actually looking. <laughs> you remember? We never have. He was looking around. That if there's anyone peradventure better, another name to swear by, he will swear by it. So he was actually looking and there was none better. So what did he do? He swore by himself. The Bible says God is a by himself. No, it's not about that. Like he has checked what the best for you is. Mm-hmm. And he found that it was himself. Mm-hmm. So he now came and died. To give himself to you. Amen. Amen. <laughs> She's doing some research in that bag. I don't know. This guy's ultimate search. And when you find the treasure, give it Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 
So peace, we need to come to agreement with God. As a result, they need to preach us into agreement. They need to convince us into agreement. They need to change our mind. As you are hearing this Christ, your mind will be changing. How many of us can confess to that? There are some things you used to think before that you don't think anymore. There are some words you used to have with God before that now you, you have now surrendered. It's okay. God, I give you this one. <laughs> okay, God has warred with some of us and he has warred, he has won in many in several sectors of our mind and our lives. Amen. And so peace actually means war. Actually, what happens is that Christ will war with your carnal mind to, for you to make peace with God. So Christ is actually a warrior. When they say the God of peace, they actually refer to it. It's actually the God of war. He will war with you until your mind is in agreement with Christ. Then you are now at peace with God. Yes. Okay. So, like, so like, going back to when you were saying that, like, when you come to that full age is when, like, those commandments will not be grievous. Yes. Right. So in this, in the place where they are grievous, right? Is it that what you, what you're saying now? Is it that like Christ will be preaching? Christ will Christ show you why. Okay. Christ will preach and preach to show you why God's way is better. Mm-hmm. Yes. So when you know that God's way is better, it will be easier for you to submit mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's what Christ tells us. Yes. Amen. Mm-hmm. That, that's, and that was, uh, so, uh, 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 last example. Last example was, you see, they say Christ is understanding, not so. Mm-hmm. Christ is knowledge to show you why. So that it will be easier for you to obey, to submit. So, to the difference, I, I probably say this quite a, a lot here. The difference between David and Saul was Christ, was this thing, this knowledge business. Yes. Not so? Mm-hmm. So they gave Saul an assignment. Do you get me? Go and do kill the Malachites. And they did not tell him the context of why God gave him the commandment. So somebody just said, Oh, yeah, Saul, this is what God, the Lord God says. Go and do it. He couldn't do it. But there was something about David we all know that was different from Saul. What was something about David? David was a man who had his word. Like, what have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against him? How do I know? It's not even that it was after he was a king. No. When he would take that word to fight Goliath. I don't know if I'm communicating. <laughs> when he was coming to the battlefield, who King Saul who won't fight Goliath? He said, who is this uncircumcised Philippians? Listen, that threatens the people of God. How did he know that they were the people of God? How did he know that one was uncircumcised? Go and read what he was saying there to Goliath that day. He was speaking scriptures. Yes. Israel was a covenant nation. Who are you? He was, he was, so he was a- addressing Goliath. He wasn't seeing giant. He was seeing the word of God. Yeah. For faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word. For faith is the substance of things hope and the evidence of things not seen, also something like that. That's so David was not seeing Goliath at that moment. He had too much word inside him. He was like, Who is this? You know, my man, I feel clean, and maybe 
Every the guy was hiding behind the army, so he was talking to me. I went to circle and I said, Hey, I'm in trouble today. <laughs> How am I getting to know? <laughs> I don't know. I thought you were just a normal soldier. <laughs> I thought there was a child that fighting. No, but David was David was brilliant straight up. He needs this a man who had word. Faith. But faith is built by word. Yes. So he has word. Amen? Yeah. Now, in the story of the Amalekites, this is the understanding behind it. The people of children of Israel coming out of Egypt, the Amalekites were killing them. And not killing them as normal human beings fight. Killing the weak among them. Killing the babies. Killing the women. Killing the children. Who were weak. You know when they were journeying? It was a long journey. After a while, the, the stragglers, the ones who are weaker, will fall behind. And that's what the Amalekites were doing. So God swore and he was going to judge them. Maybe he didn't want to disturb the journey. God swore that he was going to wipe out Amalekites. And it was through King Saul in order to carry out that judgment. Now, people will say, but the act, what the Amalekites did, that's evil. Is worthy of that kind of judgment. Am I complaining? But Saul, because he didn't have Christ, you know, when you have the understanding, you won't have the strength to do it. Amen? He won't, so he didn't have the strength to do it because he didn't understand why. Why would God just want to wipe out the whole people? But when you know the story, the history, the context, the Christ, the knowledge, then you will be able to do it. So when it was David's turn, <laughs> it was outside Israel. So I've been pushing him, pushing him. He, about 600 men have been following him and their families, wives and children. Now, David was going to battle. And then what happened was those same Amalekites came when David and his men had gone for battle. Why did they come when David and his men were there? <laughs> they came when David and his men had gone for battle. And who did they take? They took again the women and the children. That when they came back from battle, ready to stone David. And David now put on the effort and inquired of the Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Push you and overtake. So David went after them. And this time, David finished all of them. He finished all of them. Because that spirit should not live on that end, this end. The spirit that goes after babies, that goes after the weak. That's Satan. You need to wipe it out. Yeah, there is love to wipe it out. Go and read the psalm. He says, "With he who who you throw down fear in the real sea for his mercies and direct his love forever." All those things are law acts. Yeah. Huh? Killing Pharaoh in the Red Sea was a love act. Yeah. If he did not kill Pharaoh after they entered the promise, and that Pharaoh will still journey after them. Yeah. All those things are love acts. And we will say, "Okay, but why is like is that not true?" Where Jesus came. So if there was no Israel, there won't be any Jesus, right? <laughs> and there's no Jesus, there will not be me. There will not be you. So everything is out of love that God is doing. And the, the day you begin to see that everything that God does is out of love, what will happen? You will have strength. You will have strength to submit your mind to Him. Am I communicating? That's the day you will now have strength. Instead of, you know, many times we don't have to be questioning God, why? God, why? God, why? I don't know why. God, why? <laughs> but when you have knowledge, when you have Christ, you begin to see why. And the moment you see why, it will be easy for you to do. Wow. Wow. So you make peace first. Wow. By knowledge. Amen. Amen. 
I will close there for tonight. Hey, come and pray for us. Give God praise. Thank you for your love that you have made clear to us this night. Father Lord, we don't see ourselves as men that have fully understood your love. But Father Lord, bring, bring us into more understanding in Jesus' mighty name. Help us not to forget that which you have done on the cross, Lord. Help us not to forget that which you have done in the past. Help us not to forget that which what you are doing in the name of Jesus. You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwell.